Hello my friends and good Monday morning to you. Today is February 22nd. My name is Roger and you found your way to the Barnabas Bridge and we're so thankful that you've come. We're here Monday through Friday and we, we like to think that together, you and I both, that we can share a little bit of God's Word and a little bit of discussion and we'll have about 10 minutes of encouragement together each morning as we head out into the world. Uh, this week I would like to kind of set the stage for what I'd like to cover for the entirety of the week through God's Word. Just by uh, making, I think, a statement that is true for almost everybody uh, in this day and age, that we're all distracted in one way or the other. There's so many things in our lives, there's so, many, so much activity. Uh, there's things that come at us right and left. Uh, sometimes there are major issues in our lives, sometimes little things, sometimes life-changing events, sometimes pandemics. Whatever it is, big or small, each and every one of them has some sort of a, a possibility of taking our focus away from the things, the main things. And each and every one of them then, if we follow that path as it takes us off our uh, focus, as God's people, we tend to get further and further away from seeing the things the way that He sees them. There's a fabulous scripture that I'm going to use all week long, and I think we'll refer to it every day. It, it's from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. Here, listen to what it says. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Isn't that a fabulous scripture? And the, the, the thing that I want to stick on uh, for the remainder of the week is, do we not see it? Do we see what God is doing in this world and in our lives? And if we, if we do see that, are we interacting because I heard a great preacher just recently say something that there's tension throughout Scripture of God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. That is, God is in control and moving things. He's making um, a pathway through wildernesses for His people. He's creating rivers and dry wastelands for the world to see. And so our hope this week, then, if we continue to go through different passages of Scripture, all of them trying to just flesh out how God sees us in activity in this world, how God sees the world, how God is reacting with the world. And we get in line with that. And therefore, as God's people, we react the way He desires us to be. And so on this Monday, I want to start out in really, which is arguably one of the most famous chapters of all of Scripture, and that's John chapter 3. Uh, many people will know, uh, know that by heart, or at least know the the story of it, just the moment I say John chapter 3. A lot of us would know that how it starts out is a religious figure named Nicodemus came to Jesus at night and he said to Jesus, he said, Jesus, no one could know the things that you know unless he comes from God. Nicodemus was coming with the idea you would kind of take from this story of learning from Jesus and maybe um, finding out how he sees things, learning from him, understanding how he does the miraculous signs that he's doing, and how he's able to communicate with God, in, which is obvious at this point in Jesus' ministry. Jesus doesn't even address his question, but instead he, carry, he starts presenting something, a, a, a phrase that we still use often today, and that is being born again. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God Unless he is born of water and of spirit, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. 
You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again, because the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. What Jesus is really pointing out here is that we can't even understand what's going on in our own lives, let alone the world. But, they get, but God gives a, a, new, a new everything uh, when, they, when He uses that phrase, born again. He's instructing Nicodemus to stop seeing the things the, the world sees, seeing it that way, and instead see it through the Spirit that lives in the sight, inside of all believers. The passage that I want to turn to and read for you then is John chapter 3, 14 through 15. Because this is in the same conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus. And I do want to put in here, it's like we are flying at a high altitude over some of the great scripture today. And so I invite you to turn to John chapter 3 when you have opportunity today. And then also I'm going to be mentioning numbers even and, and go there and find out the backstory of what I believe Jesus is presenting this day. So Jesus kind of probably startles Nicodemus. And he tells them, you must be born again. And then he goes on, he continues on talking, and he's saying, I don't understand if you are a religious leader, why you don't see these things, why you don't know these things. How can you teach these things unless you learn these things? And so in verse 14 of that same chapter, Jesus says this, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. That's that Numbers chapter 21 verse or scripture passage that I would like you to turn to if you can um, when you have opportunity. And look at the story there. And what it is, is this is because uh, Jesus uses the name Moses. We know that that has to do with God leading his people out of Egypt through the desert and taking them where he would like them to be. Um, They turned a seven-day journey into a 40-year journey uh, because they could not, they would not, Um, begin to fall in line in order to see God at work and to uh, participate in what God had planned, not for them, but really for the entire world. They got into a little bit of trouble, and there were poisonous snakes in their camp. People were being injured and dying, and they were looking at the snakes and in terror. They were looking at the problem. Well, God made a way out for them, and he he made this bronze snake, and, and if you looked at the snake the bronze snake, God's way, seeing things God's way, and not the trouble of the world, the real vipers that were swarming around their feet, I imagine, at this time, they would be safe. If they would look and see things God's way, they were safe. If they looked at the world and, saw, and processed the world through what they saw there, they were in grave danger. See, God's anger at the sin of the Israelites in the desert Nothing would help unless they looked at what God supplied. And so that question that uh, Isaiah asks, do you see it? Do you see the pathway that he's making? Do you see the the water that he's supplying in in the wastelands? See, it's the same for us. When we're passing through this world, if we only could train ourselves to look at the cross, the Son of Man must be lifted up, Jesus says, just like that. And when we look there, we find safety. When we look there, we can see clearly. When we look at the cross, we see the world through the cross. 
and then we see how God sees the world, and we are able to participate. Jesus goes on and really, once again, continues talking to Nicodemus, and it says one of the most, probably the most famous line in all of the Bible. When verse 16 he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I want to tell you a story about that term, born again. When Before I was a believer and I came to know Christ as my Lord and Savior later in life than most people. But before that, it used to just really grate me when people would speak of being born again. What I thought was that was excluding me from their club. And what I thought was that it was they were pointing at perhaps a personal failure in my life, something I haven't attained that they had, and I looked at them almost arrogantly. But that was because I was seeing things through the vision of the world. I was only using my worldly eyes, my worldly vision to see them, to see what they were saying. But then when the Spirit came on me and I was born again, I understood that, that, that term to its fullest. That I was new and now I could finally see. I was blind, but now I could see. And so when Jesus says these words, I came into the world to save the world, it meant that I wasn't being ex- excluded. Far from that, I was being included in God's work, in God's family. So the application then for us today is as Jesus speaks on, and he says this, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Seeing the world through the cross puts us into action as ministers of that gospel. Because whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So this is the verdict. And this is really where I wanted to get to, folks, is that in the darkness we cannot see, in the light we can. Looking at the cross, we see the glory of God and the brightness and the beauty of the future. But looking at the world, we lose hope. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. But everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear of what his deeds will be exposed. But whoever loves the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Folks, I hope you come back this remainder of this week and we can discuss this idea if we are seeing things through the cross, if we are seeing God at work, if we understand the sovereignty of God that pulled us out of darkness by no good means of our own work, but because He loves us. And now we have an opportunity to join Him in that good work. If you want to find out anything more about us, you can go to thebarnabasbridge.org. Hope you look up John chapter 3 and Numbers 21. God bless you and you have a great day. See you soon.